Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We're talking about Deke era G.I. Joe for two weeks in a row. So, you know, Chan's not very happy. This is knowing is half the podcast. And I am race to Canis. You people were complaining to me when this was done. So I feel justified in trying to get away from this <laughs> nonsense. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. You were, too. Don't pretend like you're not a part of this, Gina. I, Both of you were messaging like, I don't understand what happening because would well, be for good reason, because this is a steaming pile of dookie. But <laughs> I I was really mad at the ending. And when we get there, I'll explain why. But I want everyone sure. to be mad with me or else I'm going to fucking murder people. I mean, that's I'm mad funny. at the ending and also the middle and also the beginning. <laughs> There's, you know. We've argued a lot of times that in the right hands, a two-part G.I. Joe episode can just be amazing. It can be one of the best hours of television you can put together. When See, have you know, we argued that? Are you kidding me? Welcome to Springfield, uh, part one and two. Uh, the the one where they, uh, what is it, Worlds Without End, one and two, where they go back to the alternate uh, future where Cobra won and they find their own dead bodies. Like, oh, yeah, there is okay. some real, real good stuff in the Sunbow era. But in the wrong, we also had some two-parters that seems like it was maybe one and a half episodes that got stretched to two episodes. And those also existed as well. I'm not going to pretend like they weren't. Long Live Rock and Roll Part 2 is the name of the episode we're doing today from the Deke era. And it really feels like a two-part episode that could have just been a one-part episode. <laughs> There's oh. not enough here to sustain two episodes. I this is missed, three quarters of an episode that got I stretched missed, into two episodes. I miss the darkness of the Sunbow years. I mean, like the only darkness that we get with these episodes now is me thinking, wondering what I'm doing with my life as I'm <laughs> as I'm watching them. Yeah, but that's... but the other ones were dark on their own. It's true. I mean, the thing is, like, rock, long live rock and roll part two made me think back and go, you know, long live rock and roll part one wasn't that bad. I still do not like the 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 title makes a little bit more sense, uh, but still, I still do not like the presence of a character named rock and roll in a two-part episode called long live rock and roll. Well, they did let he him was do- a major character. He was the person yeah. who infiltrated with his rock and roll skills. It literally is all the rock and roll that you could possibly need. It's still, it's still part one featured him lightly. And I didn't, I didn't understand why it was. And here's the thing. Yeah, maybe. Well, I guess was his life in danger in this one? I I'm not sure what happened in this episode. Uh, yeah, he was part he of the was, Anaconda moment. Yeah, he was almost okay. crushed in the subway. The yeah. subway train flew off its rails, crashed into That's a right. wall dozens of yards away. Okay, I'm more like, okay like with it was the title. I guess episode of Tremors. Oh, R- Robert Clark Chan defending this episode. He loves it so much. He's going to name his second child Long Live Rock and Roll Part 2. <laughs> now, well, there's one question I have here. Because, Gina, you're talking about rock and roll. Thank you. Not, not. He did get to voice the recap, which was maybe was the most. Was that him? Un- 
That was him. Okay, that uh, was the worst <laughs> recap of anything that I have ever heard in my life, including yeah. when doctors give me recaps at my medical appointments. <laughs> he did um, seem completely uninterested in anything that was happening as he was describing it. That is for sure. I mean, you know, it, those are those aren't recaps. Those are <laughs> prescriptions. You're supposed to take those to a pharmacist and fill them out. What? Don't just go like, eh, this is a little short. I don't need it. Fling it over your shoulder. Is this why I've had scurvy for eight years? Well, thankfully, you have an orange tree now to take care of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, if you want to just swing by Gina's house and uh, pick some produce out of her backyard, feel free. That is legit. Uh, just just PM me and I'll send you her address. <laughs> she has a lot of oranges. For the- so uh, can we hear a little bit of this recap? Because I think people at home who maybe didn't watch the episode don't believe us when we say this is the most uninspired recap we've ever heard. Old guitar playing fool was kidnapped by Cobra and convinced he'd be helping the U.S. government if he play his guitar through Cobra's sonic feedback system. Like there are shredding guitars in the background, and he could not be less interested in what he's doing. Like it honestly sounds like the the sound like like they had completed this episode, and the sound engineer was like, "Oh crap." I need someone to record this voiceover and and then like asked his neighbor who was a 22 year old college kid to read something off a piece of paper. I don't I'm convinced that uh, uh, he was in the studio, but uh, the the actor who plays rock and roll was turned to the side away from the mic and just telling a PA what happened in the episode. And it just happened to get picked up and recorded. <laughs> and then they were like, they realized afterwards, oh, F, we never we never recorded a recap. Oh, don't you have that thing of him telling Johnny about like some things that happened in the episode? Let's just use that. That checks out that to me, to me, that yeah. tracks. I don't know. I'm with it. So, okay. The uh, the episode begins. Uh, where were we last time? Let's see. Billy Blaster is shooting his sonic weapons at buildings in New York, and they're going to get $10 billion for Cobra to not blow up the city. And here we are. So Hawk's given some orders, and Rock and Roll announces he has a major, he has a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. Doesn't really show what that plan is, though, unfortunately. So then we take us to my favorite character in this entire episode, Major Blood. Uh, welcome back, Major Blood. Uh, you're not being done totally you know, wrong and without justice. Um, but he says, I'm going to take care of G.I. Joe, who's now attacking through air and land. He, they are attacking the extensive Enterprise building. And Billy just starts shredding and Major Blood starts aiming the satellites all over it. So all the helicopters get knocked out of the sky. And all, all these little personal uh, go-go gadget copters. Oh, and I and love those. One vehicle. That's their uh, land air assault. It's a bunch of jetpacks and one Jeep. Can, can I just say that I was concerned? I was concerned for the extensive enterprises building. Oh, interesting. Okay. Why that, were you concerned for the building? That was the that like throughout the episode, the only thing I cared about was this was this building because it felt like a a link to a better time and a better world yep. with better characters. Yep. You're not wrong. And I was really holding out hope. Spoiler. Really holding out hope. Tomax and Zama do not show up. No, nope, that's all we wanted. That is no. all we wanted. Gina, you watched it. You you knew I that already. I watched it, but I I wanted to I wanted to black it out until we got through this. <laughs> this is like when you go watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show and you think maybe this time Doctor Frankenfurter will get away. <laughs> oh, I was thinking maybe this first time he'll let those two young kids have their fun. <laughs> they did have their fun. Just they, they let had them a be. Lot of fun, Ray. They did have let them be. Crazy Just amounts of fun. Let them love each other and Are go get sh- married. Ray, they sure had fun the first time in their life with him. Yeah, mm, interesting. That's an interesting take on Rocky Horror Picture Show. I see it very differently. Um, I think in the in the new era, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, if we watched it again, maybe doesn't read as fun. <laughs> What are you talking about? They're all horned up and and doing what they want. Free love. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual assault in that movie. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Chad. That's what I'm trying to say without saying I mean, it. I'm there is gonna... a lot of sexual assault in that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's definitely problematic. Sometimes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Somebody's not going to be president. Uh... No, it's just locker room talk. <laughs> it's just podcast talk. It's fine. 
Uh, here's the point where uh, you asked me to. Uh, yes. Uh, make so let me poll. set this up really quick here because we know what Major Blood sounds like. And the voice actor, I don't think is the same one, but he's doing a very admirable, jo- admirable job uh, voice matching Major Blood. OK. And Cobra Commander is Chris Lotta. So we know what he sounds like. And so when Major Blood knocks down G.I. Joe and wins this battle for Cobra, they both laugh together. And this is what it sounds like. What the f just happened? That is Destro. That is not Major Blood's voice. That is Destro's laugh. I just, I'm trying to picture it. I'm Major Blood. I'm doing this. So that was like an error, right? Like that was an error on the sound engineer's part. One hundred percent. There are no errors in episodes of G.I. Joe, so no, I just have to assume. No, there were no errors in the original. <laughs> this, this, these seasons are nothing but errors. <laughs> this season is an error, to be fair. <laughs> Somebody messed up. But yeah, so I just, that really hit me. I, I had to go back and listen to it a second time because I was like, wait, did I, did I, well, hold on. Did I just, okay, I did. Okay, I did. Great, 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 great. It's entirely possible that the voice actor that does uh, Major Blood also does their Destro, and there may have just been a sound file that is like um, uh, this dude's laughter, and they're just like, okay, just drop that file in, and nobody bothered to check like who he was playing when he did that. Yeah, uh, here's the deal. Uh, any one of a, look, we've been doing this long enough. We know any number of different problems can happen with sound. <laughs> okay, so I can't I can't hate on him too much, but that was just weird. Took me out of the yeah. moment. I was enjoying a Cobra victory, there and then co- they did that. A couple of a couple of weird sound moments in this. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> so, okay, Rock and Roll and Psych Out are not going to take the subway because they figure, okay, it's immune to sonic weapons because it's, you know, underground in the subway. Not a terrible idea. But uh, on top of that, whatever sound attacks they are getting hit with, they brought, so they have these sonic defense. Okay, Chan, I'm going to need some help with the science on this. So they're being attacked with this Rock and Roll song uh, transmitted sonically, okay? Uh-huh. And they have these devices which like repel sonic attacks, supersonic uh, uh, flight packs. Yeah. And so they, they plug their guitars into it. And as long as they play the same song that's being played at them, it can go mm-hmm. into their devices and create the like reverse polarity of whatever's being played and thus create a net zero and cancel the sound attack. Um, what is the science behind that? I mean, here's the thing. That's not entirely incorrect. Look at like this. the whole thing about like noise canceling micro uh, uh, headphones is that they pump out, you know, essentially noise canceling waves. that sort of like disrupt the uh, um, the sound waves as they come to you. Uh, I don't know that much about the science, but like it seems like it could be true. Um, the whole bit about having to play an instrument um is complete bullshit and okay, okay. like interesting trying to a- exactly match the song that is being played is total bullshit because even if that was what they were doing like they would not be able to do it in any meaningful sense so this actually um, the science is there this actually holds up 100% is what i hear you saying it is it does not it does, oh, it does not. not interesting but, i was really holding out hope I wasn't paying attention. Chan, did you say that if I uh, shout things really loudly at people that are also shouting at me, I'll be immune from any type of harm? I mean, you've been doing it for the past five years. How has it it. worked out? (laughs) How has it worked out? I'm not dead yet. Well, okay. Then I guess the science checks out. Guys, in this in this one example, uh, we don't have a control group, unfortunately, but uh, I think I feel like it works. I feel like it works. Um, okay, so uh, the mayor of New York City has agreed to pay $10 billion, which, considering the fact that they pay their police department, like, what, $6 billion? Doesn't seem like it's a ton of money. Like, the city could probably yeah. afford $10 billion, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's doable. Billion? Seems legit. What's it? $10 billion. They do New say York $10 city. billion. Yeah. So they're going to call off the G.I. Joe attack, but unfortunately, and this is just wild, the G.I. Joe team, which is, you know, military and respects orders uh, and Scarlet's down there being like, OK, guys, we have to call off the attack. And uh, that's all she gets to do is be the killjoy in this episode. She gets no lines. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. It's upsetting. There was, no, she gets one line of, ah, OK, excuse me. Yes, she does get that. 
Um, and so, boy, and so what happens is they end up like hitting the the controller out of her, the walkie talkie out of her hand. Rock and roll and they knocks step the, on it, knocks it out of his hand, and then uh, and then psych out steps on it, and they laugh like they're turning off their fucking body cams. It's yes, it's real, real unpleasant in this day and age. This is really upsetting. And uh, while this is all going down, um, Skylight the is a Joe from Australia apparently. Uh, who I don't really that familiar with, but he was flying in a vehicle and his, his vehicle gets blown up or glider, I should say. And his glider gets blown up by major blood. And he doesn't, he says, why should I call off the attack? And major blood's like, I'm going to show you Dick. And then he shoots him out of the sky and with no parachute, he falls a lot. He 10, falls a lot, a lot. 10, 15 stories. Doesn't have anything like he, he lands in a tree, which Falls somehow does skylight grabs skylight. onto a pole on the way down. So crazy. And the pole breaks immediately. A hundred feet. He grabs on with his hands and that's enough to break his fall. Yeah. And then he's sort of like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have his arms ripped out of their sockets. Nothing broken like either. Physics would suggest. Uh, it does make him a little woozy in the head though. Like he is a little messed up from it, but he's no, still he's- able to function. Generally speaking. No, he is woozy from the sonic attack, not Ooh, from the fall. Boy, that's a oh, big fall. I also did not realize that because he definitely. Either. Oh, okay. How do you know that? Because it's a, he has vertigo. He's not uh, wobbling around like his ankles have been turned to powder, like you would if you fall a hundred feet through a goddamn skylight. I, I mean, thought it was probably. like he he his noggin was was knocked like he no, got he knocked lands. on the noggin and and he's he's his body he, is sore. He lands on his feet and he uh like I think one hand touches the ground, but that's uh he doesn't like fall or hit anything. He doesn't roll either. He just sort of no. hits. It's yep. it's a wild sequence, and I kept waiting for a parachute and did not get one. Yep. <laughs> Although to be more fair, and more more and more to and more. be fair. When they attacked the glider and he it, it shredded up and he started falling, I was like, well, he can't use a damn parachute now because if that thing tore apart the glider, it would have okay. torn apart the parachute. So I, it's possible that the writers were like, ah, this is this is what we got to do. Here's my question, because this is not the first time we've seen somebody fall in egregious height and be fine. I believe it actually happened in part one of the same the same deal. So my question is, do they just not want to animate the parachutes? <laughs> Do they, does Deke not want to put the money towards parachutes? They're just like, just have them land. It's fine. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. They, yes. Accurate. I, I could see the writer thinking in his head, uh, okay, hang later, uh, breaks up and he falls like, uh, 20 feet through a skylight into this jungle thing. And the animators just like, all right, he's high in the sky and he falls, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like 15 stories. That seems about right. Okay. That's a little weird, but I, I guess I'll draw that. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so we cut back to the subway train people, and uh, they end up getting blasted by the sonic weapons, which overwhelm their defenses. Yeah, the bass uh, drops on them. Which is wild, yeah. And they talk about drums or something. I wish I was playing drums, and it just gets weird. And they end up crashing the subway uh, train through, uh, through the wall of the subway because they can't slow it down now, and then they crash into the basement of Extensive Enterprises. Hold on real quick. Uh, I can't handle the power. <gasps> and that was Scarlett's only line in the show. Correct. She had one thing to say, and it was, huh? Uh, <laughs> which is, now, uh, there's one thing I want to talk about here, because let's face it, the, if the show doesn't care about Scarlett, neither should we. Um, <laughs> Hurtful. I want to I want to talk about the wagon of cash because I think the the bike courier wagon open faced wagon of ten billion dollars riding through the streets of New York of all the weird things that happen in this episode this might be the weirdest because how do you how do you how would you transport ten billion dollars worth of cash Ray well okay a couple of things one it's never done with cash nobody has 10 billion dollars in cash just laying around no bank has that so Speak i don't know where they even yourself, get it from sir all right okay. look i was just, just on the freeway just a little while ago and there was a giant truck full of garlic bulbs they were just sitting in a big thing that was actually like um it was like a mesh like great situation it wasn't like a, a solid uh metal uh container it was just like a gigantic uh, um uh trailer just like 
that you could see the garlic through. That's amazing. Um, and then just like a, a few uh, truck lengths ahead, there was one that was full of onions. So if you can, and there's no top on these things, they're just in the, in the trailer. And if you can do that with onions and garlic, I'm sure that that's how you transport $10 billion worth of cash. Cause surely that I garlic guess- was worth million $10 billion. Yeah. Ten, I, I would $10 million. I'm just saying if you're open face drop bicycling, bicycling uh-huh. a, a breaking bad size pallet of cash through New York uh-huh. city, some fuck's going to rob you. So you, you are not making it to your destination in New York city. Dude, if you have the Dude. leg muscles to transport that kind of cash on a bike, no one is messing with you. Oh, you're just you going to clean their clock with those quads. Yeah. Just pop their heads like watermelons. Yeah. In yeah fact, I think the ability, the ability to do that should actually put you on the Joe team. Just right yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just that image and they keep they keep cutting back to that image because we actually end the show with, you know, obviously the cash gets blown up uh spoiler alert but i they keep going back to this guy and i'm like what is happening this is just so bizarre okay so uh uh metalhead says to cobra commander he says so uh i'm sad we're not going to blow up new york city after since they're paying us and cobra commander with to me the quote of the episode oh sad we are blowing up new york i hate new york i could make that my ringtone yeah he's he's it's a man after my own heart i am in favor of Oh, wow. I oh, thought being from New Jersey, Gina, you would be defending New York on this podcast. New York uh, and New Jersey are nothing alike. No, but everybody I've yes, ever known is, from New Jersey always pretends like they're from New York. Like, no, people, fr- people who are actually from New Jersey despise New York. Interesting. Interesting. See, this is this is not how I've known it to be. Well, so I'm learning. you have not known real New Jerseyans. Wow. Take that, people from New Jersey. I've been oh. up to this point in my life. All I know is it's the greatest city in the world. No. Nope. The greatest city in the world. Work, work. Angelica, <laughs> Eliza, and Peggy. God damn it. Like, I haven't watched it yet. I have not watched it yet. There's it's, nothing nope, you can't nope. do. Different song. You, you, you segged into Beyonce. It's okay. Uh, if I can make it there, <laughs> I'll make it anywhere. No, no, no. Oh, we're going to so you. many so much money after this episode. Hamilton has been, for- been in tune. I, I would agree. It's been up for two weeks, Ray. You have no excuse. <laughs> I have also not seen it yet. Thank Gina. you. Thank you. Look, Neither- I... I've been, neither I of you, busy neither watching of you have, never have I ever, and, and also 1981 episodes of Doctor Who. Oh, god uh, damn it! Never have I ever has been up for months, so you should have watched that already. Doctor Who has been up for forty years. Almost? I can't do the math on that. It could be anything. Point being, so, but wait, I've been watching Agents of Shield. Does that <laughs> do I get any points? You know what? It's going on right now. Are you watching season seven right now? Here's the thing. I'm not I caught season up, five. so no spoilers. I watched season five, and uh, we just started season six. All of you people anyway, are. I'm not caught up, forward. no spoilers. We're going to blow up New York City anyway, and so uh, Billy uh, uh, has one of my... Can you have this Billy quote? Because this is just... This is the soul of rock and roll. Billy's attitude towards this whole thing. Uh, Chan, if you could lay it on me, when I think of when I think of rock and roll, I think of what Billy says right here. Hey, dude, anything to help out the government? Because when I think of rock and roll, I think of I think of uh, uh, compliance. That's what I think of. I think of there's a system in place, and I agree with it. I mean, here's the thing: the dead Kennedys would agree with this picture of uh, air quotes rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real punkers say that uh, that's corporate, that uh, Billy would be a corporate shill. And I'm convinced that there's a whole lot of people out there who are fans of Rage Against the Machine who are pretty sure that was one of their <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> look look oh, at you. stupid conservative people who like Rage Against the Machine. Um, my favorite quote is, uh, uh, what do you think? What machine do you think they were raging against? The dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so G.I. Joe invades extensive enterprises at this point. Now, up to this point, I did not realize 
that Road Pig Zoo was actually the ground and first floors of the extensive enterprise building. I just oh, thought yeah. it was yeah, nearby. I also was confused by this that. Is news. This is I news. Definitely, I'm glad to I, hear that. I checked that the first time. I was like, because they said something about Road Pig was moving his shit in. I was like, that's insane. This had better pay off. And you know what? It did not. It did not. It makes no goddamn sense. I just so don't we- understand why they have extensive enterprises at all. It was a huge tease. It's like going to a Guns N' Roses concert, and it turns out to be a cover band of 14-year-old boys. Actually, that kind of sounds good. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. compared to who the, the who the band is now, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I give them a chance. I say give them a chance. Give those kids a chance. It was 1987. But I feel like they keep, they're like extensive enterprise, extensive enterprise. Even at some point when that one dude falls, he he grabs onto a pole that looks like it was was left over from Tomax and Zaymot days. I don't know if you caught that. I did. Uh, He didn't, but I did. And then he lands on an oversized plant, which again, I figured, okay. T and X put that shit there. It's fair. Uh, I mean, like teasing us the whole time, and I don't, and I don't like it. You know, it's it is so it's sort of like when uh, uh, you know a new writer comes in and they make references. I mean, obviously Doug Booth, not a new writer, so it's kind of weird. But they just just to like appease the fans, they call it placating the fans, where they just kind of throw in a reference to something that they know we care about, but they don't care about, but they just throw it in. So it, it's it it feels like we're being done dirty by this entire episode. Yes, it, they're trying to get one over on us. They're they're like promising us what we want to see, and then they don't deliver. Yeah, they allude to Tomax and Zaymot, and instead give us Road Pig and the Rangefinder uh, chasing a warthog with a lasso. Please continue calling Range Viper Rangefinder. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. It, 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 look, Deke doesn't fine. care. No, really. Why should I? Why should exactly. I? Exactly. Also, what are like? Are these animals? Are these his pets? Is he hunting them? Does he want to eat them? I'm confused. Well, yes, he, he's a tiger king. He's a tiger king. We established this last episode, so he just wants them around. So he's he's chasing this warthog that he he that is his warthog that he adopted, mm-hmm. who's already inside his building. He's just doing it for fun. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's how he that's how okay. he get, gets the blood up after lunch. I think they said so, Gina, I'm actually concerned because uh, you're doing uh, pretty well uh, uh, with all of your success. And now you have a house. What's stopping you from having your own animal menagerie like Road Pig? Oh, I mean, I already have two rooms full of animal menageries. Are you going to since you have so many rooms in your palatial estate, are you just going to do what uh, a friend's grandmother did and just pour cat litter in one room and then just and then just and then just leave it? <laughs> Look, I've already bought dove food. I've overseen the birth of one baby dove so far. Uh, I also I made friends with a squirrel. In are, my you backyard. Gonna put, are you going to put piranha into that fountain? <laughs> I still I just still have no idea what I'm doing with that fountain. <laughs> Gina basically has reverted to Disney Princess uh during the quarantine. <laughs> yes. I'm friends with the teacups and <laughs> the squirrels. And, also, and there's a raccoon. And also the rats. <laughs> the rats. Yes. Those those are big. Um okay. So um the warp uh warthog gets caught. And and nobody cares. Uh, that's fine. Uh, there's uh, G.I. Joe ends up like breaking in at this point and a giant anaconda. Think the movie Anaconda starring Ice Cube and John Voight uh, attacks them. And it is large enough to attack like three, four Joes at the same time. Ah, ah! What's going on? I'm sorry. Uh, Scarlet has a second line. This so, show for the people at home, since this is an audio medium, what you just heard was four Joe members all looking in the same direction on a branch, and the anaconda sneaking up on each of them in turn, dragging them into the water, them screaming with a primordial sensation, and then screaming the next twice jo- weirdly. Ah yeah. ah. Then the second boy goes ah ah. Then the guy, tur- one of them, turns around and says shh, and then he goes ah. So he's these, 
He's the he's the uh, a courageous one. These highly trained military experts who must be on their guard at all times. Each of them, like a clown show, gets ripped into the pool by this anaconda, yeah. and nobody yeah. else notices while it's happening. Nope. Yes, <sighs> and then and then, and then if, as if an anaconda isn't enough, they yeah. throw an alligator, a crocodile, into the a giant a giant ten foot whatever it is crocodile. And and Road Pig is like, well, I don't know. Anaconda might kill him. Crocodile might kill him. I'm not getting involved. And Here's I respect him in that moment. Yeah. At least one of them must have had buns. That anaconda was looking for buns. <laughs> I do not know whether or not the anaconda found said buns, but I do know. And no, yeah, I get it. I get it. Before the before uh, we were recording, I made an anaconda don't want none joke. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to call it out. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back because it is too good not to give to the fine listeners of knowing us half the podcast. That's you know what? And, and uh, that must mean you stand behind it. And I respect a man of integrity. You know what? I've got nothing but behind. I've got nothing but buns that Anaconda <laughs> would want my buns. So that's going to take us to commercial break. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. But Cobra rules the beaches with the Cobra Bug. Over the land and deep down below, the Cobra Bug's got an eye out for Joe. Cobra! Yo, Joe! Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Phantom X-19. Sleek and mean and flying so fast, so fast it can't be seen. Nobody beats G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Cobra Bug comes with driver Phantom X-19 with pilot. Back to G.I. Joe. We come back to find out that uh, what's his what's his butt? Skylight, the Australian guy, has stumbled in, still having a problem, but he's got his poop together now. And he takes that uses a skylight to take out Road Pig and Range Viper, which is maybe like the one cool thing that happened in this episode. By the way, can I just say that this this Australian guy sounds like a a, a shitty SNL actor trying to do an Australian accent. Oh, I thought he sounded very authentic. Can we can we <laughs> can we hear a this. little clip please of his of his no. wonderful performance? No. I wouldn't be talking that way if I were you. That was uh, come on. I believe only that that man was born in Australia. Probably Sydney, maybe Marlborough. I don't That's think in Australia, that. right? That's a, a, a it's not an Austrian thing. Anyway, so moving forward, G.I. Joe beats the crocodile. Great. Good job. Uh, G.I. Joe has now won the day. But Gina, you have something (laughs) you want to say about this crocodile. (laughs) This crocodile crawls out of the water and is 100% making pig noises. Wait, there was was more, but... Oh, it's fine. No, I heard. Uh, I heard. Here's the deal. I heard the piggy noises. I am satisfied. I, 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 I get it. I think a crocodile. Uh, it is actually pretty close to a legit crocodile sound, but it sounds a little piggy. So I, I get why you would hear that. But like crocodiles are like, oh. But he, he straight up oinks at some point later on. <laughs> uh, it's really my- weird that the crocodile turns and says, oh, "I'm Peppa Crocodile." <laughs> Uh, that is that is a joke that people who have two year olds are gonna be fucking rolling, guaranteed. Um, and that's my, all. That's all I play for. Uh, my issue with it was that um, uh, Snake Eyes does a move on the crocodile that I believe is referred to as the Pussy Smash. That's oh, the uh, uh, that's the move that uh, Black Widow and every female action. Um, character does where they grab the man uh, between their thighs and then usually do some sort of hurricane Rana maneuver. Uh, but it's, I mean, the chief uh, characteristic of it is that they're rubbing their vagina on the man's face. Uh, and that's supposed to be a, a symbol of strength. Okay. Um, oh, and okay. uh, that's yeah, what snake okay. eyes was doing to the crocodile. He was muzzling him with snake his, eyes. Uh, yeah, it was snake eyes. Snake eyes is in this episode. Wasn't that psych out? He was 100% in this episode. Right, Snake Eyes. 
Oh Whoa. my god! Oh, I've I seen this episode, and I did not know Snake Eyes was in this. That speaks very poorly to both my ability to notice things and this episode. Uh, he is. Uh, he's on the other uh, strike team that comes in, uh, and I god. noticed him because he's got that stupid series two like uh, brightly colored ninja thing that just irritates the yeah. shit out of me. So oh, really I also missed it. And then also everybody were trying to talk in unison and they sucked. They just sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to revel in my failures anymore. So I'm going to move forward with uh, Billy now is gone. He's just missing because why not? And Metalhead says, oh, no, Billy's gone. Who could have seen this coming? And nobody takes a step back and was like, hey, didn't you try to like erase him like twice in a part one of this episode like uh nobody suspects him cobra commander's like yo okay metalhead fine you can you can blow up the you can play the guitar and blow up the thing that's totally fine nobody cares anymore i mean cobra commander stopped caring about this episode right around this point and and why shouldn't we as well right to be fair he does have his 10 billion dollars so uh it kind of makes sense that he doesn't give a shit anymore it's like yeah Yeah. go ahead fucking play with the toy i got what i wanted but he hasn't actually got the money yet. The money's still en route when he says blow up New York City anyway. One call to that courier and he doesn't have the money, so he doesn't win at all. They did not I'm have just, cell I'm phones. Interesting. 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 Okay. Well, here's the deal. Okay, great. So moving forward, uh, the, the crocodile gets led into the elevator. So Cobra Commander and Major Blood are kind of like annoyed and they're going to go see what's going on. So they go to the elevator and the crocodile comes out. Um and chases them down the hallway and it just hilarious scene. Real, real good comedy we're getting out of um Deke era, G.I. Joe. And uh, which leads us to G.I. Joe uh finding Billy all tied up in a closet and he gets freed. And Metalhead starts uh takes steals Billy's guitar and he starts playing the song that's gonna blow up the tower in New York. And fo- a fog machine just starts up, um, which means nothing, adds nothing, and heightens nothing. Yeah, yeah. Thought it was going to be a thing. I thought it was going to like, oh, uh, he was overplaying it. He was playing it wrong. He's damaging the equipment. Thus, it's smoke and not fog. Or and the no, G- Metalhead's or like, no. The Joe's like maybe uh, put like a tear gas canister in, sabotage okay. some sort of thing. Right. Yeah. No, it's just he just turns and says, no, I'm using a fog machine. And that's an excuse for him to accidentally say bang again and shoot off a missile uh, randomly. Yeah. I, like this is all very yeah. confusing. This was all very confusing to me, including how he just kn- how he can just play all these songs. But oh well, I mean, yeah the the whole point, the whole conceit of this is, um, yeah, that this uh, one person can do this, right? Except that his only qualifications are that he plays loud in the way that like like Motorhead played loud, like they had a number of amps like the music that they played wasn't you know like if you turn the volume down it wouldn't still make your ears bleed so there's like no real reason like i guess air quote scientifically that fucking billy blaster was necessary for this procedure at any point uh yeah. they could have just gone like ah, and fucked with the uh, uh guitar and you know turned up the gain and get the same effect so yeah, that irritated the, the shit out of me. And, and Cobra Commander even makes a reference to Metalhead's not very good at playing, but he's loud at playing, which yeah. I guess that's also Billy Blaster's characteristic, but he's supposed to be also good at play- it was a little. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't trust Metalhead. So instead, this whole operation to steal. I don't know. Listen, the whole episode kind of breaks down around the time when the crocodile leaves the elevator. Uh, no, the whole episode breaks down around uh, the beginning of last episode. <laughs> OK, fair. Fair enough. Um, OK, so. Oh, we also find out they're not just going to blow up any random New York City uh, building. G.I. Joe headquarters is apparently a skyscraper in New York now, despite the fact that, no, it's fucking not. (laughs) Counterpoint, uh uh-uh. And uh, they're just going to blow it up because they've identified. And why wasn't this the target of their, like, initial test anyway? I don't know. Like, listen, nothing makes sense anymore. They just decided to throw everything at the wall because nobody cares. And so G.I. Joe headquarters is now to heighten the situation is now the target of the sonic device. I this is where it would have been great if Tomax and Zaymont came out and came out of their hidey holes, came out of the smoke, 
and said, what oh God. are you doing in our building? And then Cobra Commander says, it's my building. And then they set off a series of booby traps that forces Cobra and all of his followers out. Yeah, and those what traps if Comex- are actual boobs. Thank like, you. Like with giant breasts that just come out and start smacking people in the face. You got me because what if the fog was just there and Metalhead just sloughed it off being like, I don't know, maybe it's a fog machine. But in fact, it was Tomax and Zaymot setting their trap. Huh? I just oh. don't know how you're going to have their building and not them. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to have their building for much longer. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay, I hate rock and roll. It. Uh, they explained to Billy that um, he's been wrong this whole time, and Billy's very amenable. He's like, oh, cool. I'll be with you government guys instead of the other government guys I thought were government guys. I'm just here to help the government. Yeah. This so, is a uh, very Ted nugent way of thinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, assuming this is uh, this would have been 1991, so it would have been uh, when uh, uh, George Bush Sr. was in office, so he definitely would have been uh, a real pro-government dude at this time. This is right around, I mean, Desert Storm and the first Gulf War. Yep. Um, and American love of war at this time was never higher in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really I was into a, war. I at was this a point. Girl Scout. I was at Girl Scouts making boxes to send to the troops. Wow. Wow. So weird, how, many, how many Iranians died because of you, Gina Ippolito? Wow. I wow, mean, Gina. if they, if they died because I sent a lot of Skittles and um, fun dip, then that was, that was worth it. That it, wh- hold on. <laughs> no, I'm into this. We support the troops here. on knowing it's at the podcast. Fun dip the yeah. They deserve in, it. Chan. In, in the fucking Iraq. Protecting your freedom in 1991. <laughs> I, the guy gets back. He's like, Oh my God. It was brutal. I saw heads just exploded. There was an IED that went off me. I can't hear out of my left ear. I don't know that I'll be able to walk uh, normally ever get him alive. <gasps> Is that Cooper Grape? <laughs> oh, my God. I, it's all better now. Troop 451, baby. We sent, all, we sent them candy. <laughs> this is also right around the time when Sergeant Slaughter turned heel and became WWF champion, supporting Iraq during this war. Oh. Uh, which is maybe why we're probably not going to see a lot of Sergeant Slaughter uh, going forward, but maybe not. Maybe nobody cares. It's fine. <laughs> um, and and guys, this is just where I need help. I'm just going to tell. I'm just going to start laying out events uh, as I saw them happen in front of me on the screen, <sighs> and I'm just going to need your help. And maybe you can explain it. Maybe. Just anything, because I got real lost real quick. So we're in the act three of the last part of this episode. So Rock and Roll and Billy have a plan. This plan, near as I could tell, involves grabbing guitars and getting those personal helicopters that I think are rad as hell and want one just personally. When my next stimulus check comes in, I'm hoping to get one. Um, and uh, they're going to fly like above the, the building of the extensive enterprises, okay? And uh, Cobra is going to use the sonic weapon to change their target from Joe headquarters to them, which is going to out where the attack is coming from, which is large satellite dishes that are on the roof of the building that are pretty unmissable (laughs) as they're the only thing on the top of the building. Seems like they should have known that from the get go. Uh, Also, they had numerous waves of air support uh, coming at that building that were taken about taken out by those same satellite dishes earlier so again yeah correct so uh, uh so when they aim those at at the joes um the, the the joes that are still on the roof blow them up and so they take out the sonic weapon at this point and this is where it gets even more fuzzy rock and roll and billy plug their guitars into into the cobra sound system on the top of the building with just like a regular plug like an amp plug I mean, perhaps they're uh, wireless transmitters. I don't feel like the technology was real good for that kind of uh, stuff back at that time. But conceivably, they could have plugged them in. Yeah. So they plug it into the Cobra sound system on the roof of the building. They play real, real hard. Uh And the entire extensive enterprise building blows up. Like detonates. Like, Uh, Like big boom. 
So uh, the, the the courier arrives with the wagon of money at this point, and then the building like blows it up. So now it's just raining money through the air. And even though the extensive enterprise building just blew up with all these Joes on the roof, they're fine on the ground. And Cobra runs away with the animals, which are also fine, Gina. You'll be happy to know that. I was happy. And, and then literally, uh, what is it? General Hawk, seeing the money flying in the air that was just wasted by the city of New York, laughs and says, long live rock and roll. The name of the episode. And then mm-hmm. it just ends. Yep. What the F happened? What? How? I don't. But I. I'm telling what? you, the original ending was Tomax and Zamot come out and save their building and kick everyone out. Great. I would love that. But what? I can't even piece together what happened and the logic train behind it. Like, I'm take so many that, ways. To, the yeah. whole thing you just said, I'm going to take it. I'm going to put it in and we're going to replace the intro audio from this episode so that uh, people will understand what's going on. I just hate it so much that they they teased us like this. I was so sad. Yeah. Uh, there are so many good and satisfying ways this episode could have ended. And instead, they ma- they asked a five-year-old what should happen. And he said, they play guitar really hard and then the building blows up. And they were like, great, mark it. And then, and then that was the episode. And I just... There is I'm not no... Say they, Joy in Mudville. Doug Booth. <laughs> no joy in Joeville. Has struck out. <sighs> Doug Booth has struck out. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. Um, I know. I, and I think Doug Booth is a decent writer, so I don't know like what what Stop happened here. Stop kissing his ass, Ray. <laughs> I want him on the uh, show. Is he is he still with us? Can we get Doug Booth on the show? No, I mean, like here, here's the thing. I 100% uh, uh, believe that uh, Doug Booth tried his damnedest and probably because we see so much in here that makes sense and would be really cool and i'm certain that deke um through any number of miscommunications and fuck-ups and whatnot like either through technical uh problems or financial problems like uh oh i see what you've written here uh you have to do that on a budget a third of what you thought you were gonna get uh, and then just like weird, like um, uh, 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 content stuff, just like, no, kids won't understand that. So take out this, this and this, uh, you know, and then by the end of it, you know, what was probably something pretty good is now just a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. And, and look, I just looked him up. Uh, uh, Doug Booth went to Harvard, so he's not a dumb man. He's very, very well, smart. And I've enjoyed his writing up to this point. Look, so if you go to Harvard, at, at least something's going on. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not I will not be hearing you Chan and your your hatred of academia not today <laughs> sir um and I just found him on Facebook so I'm gonna send a friend request <laughs> uh, he's, he's 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 not gonna accept it um he seems like a very private person actually he can my sense point that you is, were talking shit about him as you were clicking f- f- no. friend I would love to have him on to just explain what happened in the Deke era. Like I would kill to have Doug Booth come on the show and talk to us about it because I believe that he's, he is talented. I believe that he is good. And obviously things got messed sideways somehow. I would love, and Christy Marks was able to illuminate some of that for us. Um, and I, and I would love to uh, uh, hear more of that story because I think there's so much there uh, uh, that nobody is asking about, nobody wants to talk about, and only I care, but I would like to hear it anyways. <laughs> but anyway, that's our show. That's our episode. This is Long Live Rock and Roll Part 2. Um, elements, lots of good to, elements. We do not want it to live long. No. Well, I mean, I mean, until we do our second run-through of the Deke era, which we're already planning no, for right now. A, no, um, absolutely. After we, no, after we finish this, we're going to do Resolute and all these other ones. We're going to do the live-action movies. We're going to go back to Sunbow, start it from the beginning, and then do all no. of Deke. You know what? we've talked about this, guys. That's you the can plan. Just take my audio from the first time and just talk around it. <laughs> just work around it. It's just with new knowledge, we go back, we watch it all again, and, and we, we we have more to say. We're more educated. I think that's that's we'll call it knowing us half the podcast second time around, Mm-mm. and we just we just run the ringer. We do them mm. all. 
What do you mm-hmm. think, guys? Mm-hmm. Oh. Where am I? How did I get here? You know, we didn't really spend a lot of time talking about the fact that we, we this month we celebrated our five year anniversary doing this show. That is so long. I don't think wood, we put a lot of fanfare right? towards it. I said, I said it's wood. Five year anniversary. Deserve, I think we wood. deserve. We deserve memes and we deserve internet pictures celebrating the five years of knowing us have the podcast. If you're still listening right now, you obviously enjoy and give a crap. We we, we just want to celebrate a little bit. Can we get some American flags, some five years, some like some wood for Gina? Uh, be careful with that. Be careful with that. <laughs> you Gina, Gina threw it out there. I let it go by. I thought you let it go by. Apparently, you just didn't hear it because now you're calling it out, meaning that Gina is going to be on this for the rest of the episode, uh, <laughs> for the rest of the night. Uh, are you saying I'm going to be on this wood for the rest of the episode? <laughs> Gina, dear God, would you please just. Uh... Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot. And here's the here's the next uh, uh, segment of the theme <laughs> oh. song throwdown. Oh, we forgot about we're that. Just, yeah, Chan, let's this. just throw it in here, Chan. We're recording it right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're definitely doing it. This is uh, yeah, yeah. It's round four of the theme song showdown. We made we, it. Oh my goodness! Uh, this is the bottom of the uh, first quadrant. And there are two heavyweights, I think. I think. I feel like uh, they're all going to be heavyweights at this point. We've already got our Pirates of Dark Water out from underneath us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. There's there's still a couple of weird ones, but I think they're all good stuff. Uh, this this time around, though, it's Mobile Armored Strike Command, aka Mask. Oh boy! Versus Transformers. Oh crap! And I've already got butterflies in my belly because boy, wow, that song you comes up around this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's start out with the challenger, as you do, you know, uh, when uh, you're introducing a match. That you know what you know what you know what band that reminded me of sticks. Yes, I yeah, was thinking I could. I was thinking I could listen to this on the radio in the car. Like it, um, it did not totally. seem like a theme song. I dug See, it. You say Mr. Roboto. I mean that's like maybe the most well known uh, uh, possibly. But I was thinking more of a song like Renegade or Too Much Time on My Hands. Um, it really kind of had that poppiness of sticks, uh, but with the giant hair and the overblown orchestra. I mean, like, look, I'm a huge fan of sticks. I I hadn't heard the mask theme song in a very long time. It is excellent. Look, I know Transformers is very, very good. <laughs> I feel I, here's the deal. I just walking in the door. As soon as you said this was the matchup, my first thought is, well, we found another loser's bracket challenger because <laughs> these are going to be two excellent, excellent theme songs. And I don't know. That one really hit me in the good spot right now. I know Transformers is great. <sighs> I'm going to have to uh, hear it again and see if that one hits me, too. I don't know. This is this is already hard. I will say that uh, watching it, I, I'd forgotten, like, Mask used to be a huge jam of mine. Like, yeah. the toys, I love them uh, as much as the Transformers um because they're like they're car like vehicles that turn into other vehicles so like you know as a little boy just like twice the the vehicles um there's the mask uh chunk of that that was like oh oh yeah that that hits in the great spot and i've also like all of the 
characters have like masks. I sounds dumb, but like that sort of uh, cool mask that like a snake eyes type mask that covers your face. And like, I loved Cobra and GI Joe because they had sweet masks. All of the good guys had freaking masks. Come on. They all have masks. The mask each gives them like one superpower of some kind. Like yeah. they can shoot lasers or I'm sure there's others. I just remember the lasers being shot. But uh, like it, it's it's a real and each one of them has a cool ass vehicle. Like mask is a cool show. We've done an episode for this show before. It was um, not great. It no, it wasn't nearly as much as I maybe hoped. we just need to do another one. That's all I'm hearing. Probably not. <laughs> uh also there was the lyric come and see the laser rays i love um, look uh, I, being a ray i love ooh. that lyric <laughs> fair enough fair do you know enough. what do you think of the song yeah i loved it i freaking loved it i want it on a mixtape yeah maybe mix we'll make tape. a mixtape i love tape. it oh boy yeah. the knowing is half the podcast bootleg mixtape 64 <laughs> of your favorite cartoon theme songs we'll get dj shatter to come in and sort of you know Cut it up for us. That'd be great. Oh, love it. Oh, great. I'm into it. Okay. Well, let's, for the sake of argument, let's hear, let's hear the other one. I mean. Transformers. that's a jam that is a jam dude 30 seconds like they get in they get out Sunbow was good Sunbow was good at what they did i have a clear winner here and i think I think you're both going to vote against me, but once again, the people will be on my side, much as they were last week. Wow. Or two <laughs> weeks ago, or whenever it was. We record these as, of course, one per week as we record these. <laughs> See, you, I'm up. not even sure what week you're thinking is, and it probably wasn't what actually was. No, it was and when it was when I was the only one who voted for Knights of the Round, Round Table. That was like yeah. a that was like a month ago. I don't that. know. Time. Like in real time, that was like a month ago. So I'm not good at telling intro. I have no cartoon idea music. where I am time. or how I got here. <laughs> that's true. To be fair, the last few weeks of Gina's life have been a complete blur. So yes, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm 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 not hating on you. Um, I will say that uh, listening to this again, uh, I had forgotten like how complex the instrumentation is. It really There's, is. There are some like really cool, like filigree, like in the background, like da, 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 da. And, uh, um, like sort of a, uh, um, it's not a baseline, but like there's, there's a lot of layers to this that just are a ton of fun. Um, plus the sort of Foley effects of the lasers and fighting going on in the animation, that just all seems of a piece and um, like uh, de- definitely this is one of my favorites of all time. Sure. Uh, Mask is real strong too, though. So I'm not saying that it's like a complete blowout here. Well, Chan, um, go ahead and give us your verdict. Who who do you vote for here? Uh, I, if I have to go first, I'm going to fall back and say Transformers. Transformers. Okay, that's fair. Gina, who do you go with? I am going with if if we had heard those and knew nothing about either of the show, I think this would be super obvious who would win. I am going with mask. Okay. Wow. Okay. Guys, I came in thinking I was going to go one way. And after hearing both theme songs back to back the way they did, I am going to shock the world and go with mask to are you kidding me Transformers was a little bit more of a banger Transformers a little slower than I remember it that's the correct answer orchestration yeah the orchestration is fantastic but look I'm a big fan of sticks I thought it hit all the sticks notes (laughs) and um and I'll be honest I was not coming in thinking any way uh, a few minutes ago that I would pick mask over transformers but just putting them side by side like that masks theme song is a little bit more of a banger uh uh, I would listen to that as a mixtape but not necessarily the transformers so I gotta go with mask I will say that I am a little disappointed I kind of expected this would go through, um, but I am equally excited about this loser's bracket. 
Yeah. Uh, because I, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do it if we're just going to mash them all up and have people vote. But it's going to be the listeners who vote on this. Uh, we're Jan, not going to have I already any know the answer. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick two losers out of each bracket of eight. Okay. So that way we're going to have uh, how many is that? Math? Uh, th- that would be eight. We'll have eight. Uh, so we'll eight do total, yeah. So we'll do two, we'll do two Twitter polls of four each. And then uh-huh. the winners of those two Twitter polls will face off in a final Twitter poll for all the losers bracket marbles and maybe have to play their way into a final four matchup against whichever team, whichever song we think is the most vulnerable of the final four. We will put the loser against that and see if they can pull it off. Fair enough. What do we think? Uh, is that good? I will tell you right now that this loser's bracket is going to be King Arthur and the Knights of Justice Absolutely. and Transformers. Yes, that is uh, the um, obvious first two choices, yes. I mean, those are those are hardcore like uh those those were hard losses cuz they're both real good. Yeah. And and you know what? Both will have a chance to be voted back by the people. And by that's the how it people. should be. Yep. Democracy. But what an upset. What an upset. Did not see that one coming. I'm voting for Kanye. And that's our show. Guys, uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, seriously, if you send us, because we still do have a few shirts left over. If you send us like artwork celebrating our five-year anniversary, uh, I'll I'll send as many shirts out as as we have left. So like. Well, that's really nice of you. Cool, get on it. No, we've got some it. cool-ass artwork over the years. but it's We have. And I actually... I also got a, I got down. word from TJ TJ Bronson. He got his uh, uh, copy of the Neil Ross book. He's very happy about it. And I've been getting random messages from people happy because we sent out a whole bunch more T-shirts to our new patrons. They didn't even know that was coming, but we did it. So was, I, I, th- I think it's time we, we do more. Yeah, there was there's one person who uh, was supposed to get a shirt uh, a while back, but they lived in the UK and I like lost all the information. So I finally got out to the post office and uh, turns out it's real expensive to send to the UK. Did not realize that. Oh, we're rolling in Patreon dough. So, and we also literally have no, no idea what to do with it. So we upgraded our system and said, let's just keep making things and sending them to people. So mm. if you enjoy that, go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We've had some people, we've had some new uh, subscribers. We've had some new patrons. We had some people up their patronage, which guys, I can only appreciate that. I mean, like, thank you so much. That just means so much to see you guys care and want to be a part of it. So uh, we're going to be doing, a, as far as some off episodes, non-GI Joe episodes, I just put out the hook for a few more Patreon suggestions. And we are going to start doing a few of those. So look for those in the upcoming month. It's good stuff. Also, when you but- mail stuff to England, don't you get that you automatically get a crumpet? Oh, is that uh, right? Wait. That's what, what I What do you mean by crumpet? <laughs> because you mean wood, right? Send what me I- that wood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we've lost a handle on another one. Uh, it doesn't sound like you guys have anything you really want to plug. So watch the unicorn on CBS. Listen to Chan's other podcast, AE double back the AEW wrestling show uh, uh, that was recorded on Wednesdays. I know that because we're not allowed to record on Wednesdays. because Chan's <laughs> doing that show. And that's the only reason why I know that that is happening uh, for me. You can listen to who would win show. Go to at who would win show.com uh, or I don't even know. Go to who would win show.com or at who would win show on Twitter. There we go. Uh, otherwise, hit us up on Twitter for uh, this show. You can hit us up at G.I. Joe Podcast or at Prez Serpentor with a Z. Uh, he is not doing well right now. His pop- Serpentor as president, his popularity is in the toilet. He really mismanaged oh, this pandemic man. and is all in favor of death squads in our streets. So he's he's you know, I still think he's going to win reelection, but um, it's going to be it's going to be close. But I he's heard very, he's finally close. he's finally turned the corner on uh, wearing a mask that covers his mouth instead of just the top of his head with a snake head. Well, he's thinking about it. His press secretary actually just said that he's never wavered on his support for masks. So, uh, you know, believe who you wish. You know, we're in an uh, we're in a new era of of politics in this country with Serpentor <clears throat> as our president. Uh, otherwise, you can hit us up individually on Twitter. You can hit me up at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. Oh, and join our Facebook group. We've been getting some traction in there lately. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Join the Facebook group of this show and and have fun with it. With lots of links, lots of good stuff, and lots of memes. Oh, so yeah. have fun, fun with the maymays. We did it. Okay, guys. Good night.
I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.